0: Hello everyone, I'm Holden Sherman from Miles of Sports Podcast, and today on Mile 33, I bring in Super Ravens fan Sam Berman to discuss some of the biggest acquisitions going on in his conference, including Tyreek Hill traded to the Miami Dolphins, Deshaun Watson to the Browns, Devontae Adams to the Raiders, and some of our favorite off-season acquisitions so far. So tune in and get ready. Hello everyone, I'm here, Holden Sherman. With Sam Berman, super Ravens fan. Today we're going to talk about some of the most recent NFL offseason moves. As there's been a bunch, and it's been super hectic, along with some of our favorite offseason moves so far. So here we're going to get into it, Mr. Berman. What are your thoughts on the Tyreek Hill trade?
1: Yeah, hey guys, I'm uh, excited to be here on Miles of Sports. You know, um, you know, I'm ready to talk about talk about what's going on in the league. So uh, I mean, Tyreek Hill trade. Um. My first thoughts are that while it detracts from the, from the Chiefs in the short term and they're not going to strike the same fear um, in defenses that they have in the past, I think ultimately it, it makes um, their, their kind of dynasty, uh, their success more sustainable in the long term because of Patrick Mahomes' contract and uh, his cap hit, um, let's see, wait, what's what's Mahomes' cap hit here? Patrick Mahomes is, starting in 23, 2023, Mahomes' cap hit is 19% of the cap. Three. So, I, you know, having, a, having extra picks and getting players on cheap rookie deals, especially if they get a first-round receiver like Jameson Williams – they get a Jamison Williams, Chris Olave type of guy. They get four years um, of rookie contract money, and they get decent production. Doesn't have to be Tyree Kill production, obviously, but they get they get a first round receiver, and then they get three, four mid round day two picks um, on on cheap deals to go with that. Ultimately, I mean, it kind of helps them. Um, you know, even though Tyree Kill is such a such a special All Pro player, uh, you know, I, I think I think Chiefs fans. You know, obviously they're going to be sad about losing Hill, but I think in the long run, they should be happy about the deal.
0: You know, I kind of feel that same way about how long-term it can really help, but I feel like this has a trickle-down effect on the other wide receivers. We've seen what Juju Smith-Schuster looks like when he's a wide receiver one. It's not necessarily the strongest performance from Juju, as we we saw with Antonio Brown on the roster with him. He was like the MVP of the Steelers in 2018, I think. McCall Hardman has never been able to take that next step, so I'm not really... Confident that he's going to be able to do that now without Tyreek Hill. I do agree in the long term. Yeah, it definitely helps. But you've been to four straight AFC championship games and you've not played a single road game unless you count the Super Bowl against the Bucs. But I wouldn't count that. So I'm just a little bit concerned about like breaking the band up when you have something that's working. And unlike the Devontae Adams situation, Hill probably would have stayed if, if they gave him more money. Devontae Adams was offered more money by the Packers, but he just wanted to go play with his college quarterback. I'm kind of concerned with the Chiefs. You know, the the rest of your division got better. The Raiders got caught, uh, uh, Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. The Broncos got Russell Wilson, DJ Jones, uh, Randy Gregory. The Chargers got much better. And now you're losing arguably your third best player. I It's just a little pause per concern, especially when everyone around you is getting better.
1: Yeah. You know, I no, I get what you're saying. Um I think the ASUS obviously way better than it's been in the past. You got a lot of firepower in that division. Um, and you need to be able to compete with those offenses. But when you look at Tyree Kill's cap hit, wait, let us let me see something. Like this year, if, let's say they paid him 25 mil. Yeah. That's 12% of the cap. I mean, the cap's going up. So, hat yeah. getting away, getting off getting away from that cap pit, getting into, like, a rookie deal, getting some mid-round picks. I don't know. I just think, like, in the long run, it's going to end up helping them because they get a first-round receiver if they hit on that pick, if they get Chris Olave. I mean, with Mahomes' contract, that opens up a lot for them. I, I know it's not going to be Tyreek Hill, but they're still going to have Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. And, and Mahomes is still going to be creating magic. Um, you know, he's always going to do that. Um and yeah, I mean I think I think I think we'll we'll wait and see. I think really who wins the trade depends on how the Chiefs do uh with those picks, especially the number one pick. Like if they go receiver first round, get a good weapon on a cheap deal, um, you know, that's super valuable. And I I, I will say though, uh I'm happy as a Ravens fan. Uh because like if if we're competing, if we're trying to win the AFC. I'm, I'm much less scared facing the Chiefs now um, without Tyreek than I was before. Totally. Uh, I guess I'm contradicting myself a little bit. But um, I don't know. Like it, It's not – on the one hand, I'm like the Chiefs offense doesn't scare me as much now because you're not going to have plays like that one against the Bills where he took a ball that looked like it was going to be a 25-yard game for, an, what, like a 60, 70-yard touchdown or something.
0: In the final minutes of the game?
1: Yeah, yeah. AFC championship game and but then again uh you know I don't know it could help them I really do think it could help them uh getting getting some younger guys in there on a lower cap hits. so we'll see
0: I'm not I'm definitely not concerned about the long-term effect of this because it's definitely good it's so hard I think in the recent years I think like 7 to 10 years or something like that you know no quarterback has won the Super Bowl with a cap hit more than 12 million except for Tom Brady and Tom Brady's I think was like 12 point something or like 13 something. So it wasn't really that much more. So I do agree from a cap perspective. It is, it is unfortunate the, t- the situation they were in, but the big question is, so if you weren't going to pay Tyree kill, doesn't that mean you could have paid Tyron Matthew? I'm just saying you could have had Tyron Matthew. Yeah, and Justin I, Reed good, but I think you'd rather have honey badger. I, I don't know. I think they got Justin
1: Reed in yeah. there who here wait let me see how old is justin reed justin is 25 oh i i think i'd rather have justin reed for what they got him at i think they got him for like 11 mil 10 mil 11 mil for a, a year and i guess like this is a classic ravens fan talking about cap numbers but um i don't know man i don't i think that you know, bringing in Justin Reed, 10, 11, eleven. I'd rather, definitely, rather have that than Tyron Matthew, who's, who's twenty nine, about to be thirty when the season starts. At like, let's say they paid him fourteen mil a year. I mean, I don't love that. Um, That's fair. No, he's been really good for them, but like, I, I don't know because wide receivers is a at this point probably a more valuable position for them than than strong safety. So yeah. Tyron Matthew is pretty sure he's strong, but. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I I think I don't think if anything, it opens up cap room for them to do something else, a receiver or or make a play for like a pass rusher. I mean, I, there aren't that many left on the market. Maybe like a clowny type of guy. Um yeah, Maybe we'll you get
0: Landry for something. Prove it to Yeah, you know, like That's that. true. True. Yeah. And I, I just saw Reed's contract was three years 31 million.
1: Yeah. I don't think okay. Justin Reed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's I don't, I don't know about Matthew. I don't he's
1: good, but like I don't know. I I Reed's probably gonna be like 26 when the season starts. He's 25 now. Or no, no, he's gonna be 25 when the next season starts. I don't know. I think that I think that's a that's a good good job by the Chiefs.
0: That's fair. All right, on to the next topic. And I'm assuming you got strong opinions on this one. Thoughts on this the Sean Watson trade. Okay. So my thoughts are that
1: I think everybody needs to pump the brakes a little bit because Watson, I mean, last time Watson played was two years ago. I mean, I'm just talking about it from a football
0: perspective. Yeah, um, just football.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, last time Watson played was two years ago. He didn't I, – I know he didn't have a great team around him. I mean, he had a great year. A lot of people talk uh, – uh, say really good stuff about how he played um in 2020 so I'm not going to say that he was bad but it's been two years since he played and let's not act like he was the best quarterback in the AFC like I I forget I saw someone someone tweet with some like verified person saying like you know I wouldn't you could you could call Deshaun Watson the best QB in the AFC right now based on how he played in 20 like like I don't know man what are we doing here like um he did have some interception issues. He had issues with, uh, you know, trying to extend plays too much, and then he gets a little aggressive and throws a pick. I mean, obviously, he's a great QB, but, I mean, he lost two games. I'm a Ravens fan. Two games he's played Lamar Jackson. Um, first game he lost, I believe, 45-6, 40, 42-6. I was there at that game. He didn't look great, let me tell you. And then uh, Ravens-Texans in 2020, I know he didn't have a great team around it, but he lost 33-16. So, I mean, I'm not willing to put him above Lamar. I'm not willing to put him above Burrow, who was just in the Super Bowl. Uh, Burrow no Josh did, Allen. Like, yeah, I mean – no, no. I mean, n- let's not even think about putting him near Josh Allen. Yeah, totally. No way. Who him and Mahomes are – Allen and Mahomes are the two best QBs in the, in the AFC. So, I mean, I think the Browns are going to be a good team, but I also think it's a high-risk move because you don't know that he's going to be the same player having two years off. He's going to be suspended the first year. Giving a guy that much money, that high a percentage of the salary cap, that, that's a risk. Like people want to say, I mean, just even just talking about it from a football perspective, it's a risky move. I mean, I don't obviously, I'm not happy about having to face Deshaun Watson twice a year um, and competing with them and uh, trying to win the division and, and make the make the be a wild card team in the AFC. But I mean, I think it could end up. I mean, there's a chance it could end up backfiring a little bit because you're paying him a lot of money it's all guaranteed um he, he hasn't been a perfect quarterback by any means um and they gave up three first round
0: picks i mean that is a lot like um i think they gave up six total picks it was, that was official yesterday or something like that bunch of picks.
1: thing before you right before, before you talk about your thoughts but it's such a it's a ravens thing but like uh the costa has talked about before how the feeling in the organization isn't the same when they don't have a first round pick. Right. So, I mean, I know everybody's in love with trading first round picks nowadays, but like the scouts aren't as excited. It's, it's like, people aren't as excited for April. Um, you know, scouts, people around the organization don't feel like the same oomph about the job that they're doing. They're not preparing to, to try to get a blue chip player in the first round. Um, and and you don't get those guys, those those blue chip elite players on rookie contracts if you don't have three first round picks three years in a row. And it's not like they're the Rams, and they're getting like Jalen Ramsey, who was just an All Pro corner. Um. So. Where was I? Oh yeah, like that's a that's a pretty significant thing um, to lose three first round picks for. As much as people like to just throw around picks these days. I think, I don't know, man, That that's really taking
0: a big risk on your future. So I agree with the, uh, the aggressiveness. Sometimes it's a little too much. Am I concerned about the interception thing? No, he had seven interceptions. His last year, he played 2020 and 12 the year before. Not really that crazy to me. And I understand that, you know, numbers aren't everything and sometimes he can be too aggressive and stuff, but I'm not really concerned with that from a football perspective. I'm very conflicted on this move. One I don't think you were getting anywhere with Baker Mayfield. So you have to make that upgrade. And two, at the same time, you're giving him so much money for a player that there's so much uncertainty around. I think the Browns definitely would have wanted to get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers more. So this was probably their third option. But I think that you just have to make this move. If you want to go anywhere, you can't, I don't think it's worth it to draft a new quarterback next year when the draft class is really good because you already have a win now roster. I mean, you've got some great pieces. You've got both running backs. You've got a good secondary. You've got, you've got that good offensive line. I know they lost JC Tretter, but still you've got, you've got, you've got some really strong players on that. You've got Batonio. You've got, uh, you've got Jedrick Yeah. Jedrick Wills. Um, you got Wyatt Teller. So you've such a strong offensive line. So you have to make the move this move. And you also got Amari Cooper, but at the same time, it's a ton of money for someone you have no idea, no, no guarantee of when he's going to play, how much he's going to play. I was seeing someone say that maybe they're going to suspend him in 2023 to wait for all the civil lawsuits or something like that. There's too much unknown. The one thing, though, from a football perspective, it, that it's not the type of move where it's like, if you don't win this year, you're screwed. One, from a cap perspective, they centered it around, so if he's suspended this year, it's not that much of a cap hit or something like that, or to his base salary or whatever, something really complicated. Um, But you do have a two or three year window. But at the same time, you're giving up so much that if you don't win a championship, it's not worth it. And you don't have a history like the Rams do of being super aggressive and going out and getting it. The Rams are totally justified when trading for Jalen Ramsey because they'd already been to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. And then they got Matthew Stafford. And I know they gave up two first round picks for it, but they're definitely not regretting that. And the whole philosophy of the Rams was to be aggressive. They got Eric Weddle literally like, after the regular season ended, they traded for Von Miller. They trade, they got Odell Beckham, you know, this idea of being aggressive. I don't know if the Browns can fully do that anymore because now they've given up three first round picks. So maybe they'll get Jarvis Landry back. Maybe they'll get Clowney back, but overall as a team, I'm kind of concerned that they don't have that oomph overall, like that many star players outside of miles Garrett, Deshaun Watson, their offensive line and running backs overall to really make this a worthwhile deal. And also, Every other team in their division and in the conference has gotten better that you cannot say strongly that they have the best run game or that they have the best offensive line or that they have the best quarterback for that matter. So I'm a little hesitant on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, I, I might sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I don't think I am. I'm actually disagree with you a little bit on the championship or bust thing. Because it's a franchise that's made the playoffs one in the last twenty uh, something years, yeah. And they had they, I mean, outside of one year or a couple of years where they thought Baker Mayfield was the chosen one, you know, they really felt great about their quarterback. Like they had a great like yeah. a good guys quarterback, solid, stable uh, situation at quarterback. I think that they want to compete, so you know, maybe I'm talking myself into liking the deal a little more from the Browns perspective, because I think he's going to get them into the playoffs. And I think he's going to get to into the playoffs several times. And he's probably going to stay there past this one contract extension. But again, like I'm, I'm just, it's, it's still a risk. It, like when you give up three first round picks for a guy um, who's going to be suspended this year. Yeah. I am i think they have a great roster around him um but i i don't know it's like i just think i just think from a football perspective people shouldn't get too ahead of themselves themselves like people it's a good trade for sure i think but it's not to the point where they're guaranteed to be a super bowl contender every year that they have watson And they're not guaranteed to be at the top of the AFC this year. So I think it's a good deal. And I think they're going to be competing at the top of the AFC. Um, But they're not like just automatically like, oh, this is an amazing deal. You know, it's a no-brainer. I don't think it's that.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And also, one more thing until we get to our next topic. I don't think their receiving core and their receiving weapons are much stronger than any other teams. Like, to be honest, I think Baltimore's receiving corps is better than – the Browns right now, I think Pittsburgh's is really solid. The Bengals obviously have a better one. I think all of the AFC West has a better one. In Joku, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples, Jones, even if they get Landry back, it's not really wowing me, I can't lie.
1: Yeah, no, I don't I – don't, I mean, yeah, I guess they have Amari. I think – I mean, Harrison Bryant's going to play a big part in that.
0: Yeah. They get Injoku back. Yeah, they did. They franchise-tagged him.
1: Well, it's a lot of pay- to pay for Njoku franchise tag money, but they have Njoku, Harrison, Bryant, Mari Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, they're probably gonna draft the guy top three rounds, so we'll see. I don't know. I yeah, I don't. I don't. They're not great. They're definitely not great. Um, they're at best, they're average at best. I think. Um, yeah yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like a wait and see thing. Like if he gets suspended and they're two and seven
0: by week at the end of week nine, like, I don't know. We'll see. I agree. On to uh another crazy move that no one saw coming. Devante Adams to the Raiders. Whoa.
1: Yeah, I know. You know, um, I was with a Packers fan when the news broke and he was kind of, he was kind of mad, man. He was kind of mad, but uh
0: yeah, what do you think about that? I love the aggressiveness. I was someone who said going in the second Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos, I said, If well, I'm the Raiders. I'm either blowing it up or I'm going all in. And what have they done? They went all in. They went and got Chandler Jones. I think they went and got Yannick and Gwakwe as well. Um, they Or they might have traded away.
1: They traded him away. They traded, yeah, him away.
0: they traded him away, but they got they got Devontae Adams. I love it. You know, you've got more stability on that uh, – on that team, which is something that I love with the coaching staff now after such a hectic year for them. I think Derek Carr is going to be given the best receiver that he could have been given for him specifically. One, because Devontae Adams, in many people's opinions, including mine, is the best receiver in the game. And also, he played with Derek Carr in college. So I love this move a lot. I love the aggressiveness. You go all in, you either you either tank or you go all in. And I just I'm I'm just in love with it.
1: Yeah, I think uh I think this one was a no-brainer, um, not with the Washington one I said, and it's not as much of a no-brainer as people think, but I think this one you, the Raiders definitely had to do with uh, the opportunity arose because, I mean, they were at risk of falling uh, into irrelevancy. I mean, certainly in the AFC West. And, I mean, last year – they made the playoffs, which they hadn't done, but I mean, even though they made the playoffs, it felt a little fluky. Like nobody yeah. thought they were going to compete. Nobody thought the Raiders were going to win multiple games in the playoffs. They
0: had, they had like four overtime a- wins or something like that. Yeah. The but the, there comes a point where you just have to
1: make a decision. Like, are, are you just going to keep going through this, uh, this continual continuous cycle of kind of being good early in the season, not being able to beat the best teams, but, you're on the you're on the bubble, like you're in the wild card race, and and Steve Kornacki's on NBC talking about your playoff chances every year. Um, or do you want to get to the point where like people see you as a contender and, and someone who can beat the big dogs like the Chiefs and the Bills? And I think that this move was them saying we're not gonna we're not gonna go down, we're not gonna go down without a fight, we're not gonna rebuild, we're gonna we're gonna try to do this thing. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. I, I love the move. I, I mean, it, I, I don't love it as a Ravens fan because it's just yet another AFC getting competitive Yeah, more competitive. But, I mean, they could seriously be a good team getting Chandler Jones. They got uh Rockies in from the Colts. They're just improving all around, really. And I think that, 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 was, that was necessary um, in that division to stay relevant. Um, so I think it's a really great move for them.
0: No, I, I totally love it. And speaking of great moves, one final topic. What is your favorite offseason move so far?
1: Oof. Can you come back to me on that one? Oh, I got to think about that.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll give mine first. I got to go with Von Miller. I mean, I love JC Jackson too, but I got to go with Von Miller. The Bills are in a spot where they can ignore the money because they're so close to winning a championship and being – being better than the Chiefs, especially after this Tyree kill trade, that I'm okay with the large contract. And besides, if you look at it, it's not as bad as it, it, it looks. You added an elite pass rusher, and Von Miller showed that last year because in the end of the regular season and throughout the playoffs, I don't think the Rams win the Super Bowl without Von Miller. He's a, he's a champion. He's a veteran. And after that demoralizing loss last year to the Chiefs, where you literally went down and scored a touchdown with seven seconds left, Saying to yourself, okay, we're good. We finally did it. We beat them. And then for Patrick Mahomes to drive down the field and get them in field goal position to then lose the coin toss and then the Chiefs go down and score a touchdown is such a demoralizing loss that you need someone in that locker room who knows what it takes to win a championship. So I love this move because Von Miller, not only from a football perspective, is going to make them better, but he's that voice in that locker room. He's been a Super Bowl MVP before. He's, he's played on teams with Peyton Manning before. He just won a championship with the Rams. I love this move a lot. It is saying, you know, we're going to go for it. We have that quarterback. Maybe the only flaw on our team besides for that veteran, I would say, is running back. We tried to address that, and then McKissick backed out. I'm just in love with the move.
1: Yeah, no. Um, no, I, I mean, I wasn't happy when I saw that, that the Bills are – the rich get richer. Um, after they got Russo, they got Russo and, um, what they was they
0: Roger Saffold.
1: Rose Matos. Yeah. Right. Wait, wait, they No, no, they no, 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 no. They got, uh, oh, what's the dude's name from like Iowa, their pass rusher. Oh. They, they have, they have a good.
0: So last year.
1: They, they have a good pass rush. Um, Okay, like this is kind of an obvious move. I was trying to think of a more sneaky move, but uh, in terms of the best for the team that made the move, I'm definitely going Russell Wilson because I think the Broncos have been a quarterback away uh, for a couple of years now. They have a good roster. Bradley Chubb. Now, now they I mean now they got Randy Gregory on the other side. Patrick Sertan, Justin Simmons. Um, just an all-around really good team. I mean, Jerry, Judy, Corlin, Sutton, KJ, Hamler. Tim uh, Patrick's good Patrick good, too. Patrick. Uh, I mean, not Noah Fant anymore. But they just got a solid roster, man, Javante Williams. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, they, they need to take advantage of that because those guys aren't going to be young forever. They aren't going to be in their prime forever. And I saw something earlier pointing out how the Broncos were getting a lot of uh, pushback when they didn't take Justin Fields um at number 10 I think their pick was I don't know maybe it was top 10 maybe it was above that I don't know uh, they didn't take Justin Fields a lot of a lot of Broncos fans were mad cuz I mean they they're thinking that they're a quarterback away There's there was an opportunity to take a young athletic guy and they passed it up um and now a, a year later they have Russell Wilson so I mean a proven quarterback he didn't have a great year he didn't play great at the end of 2020 but I mean Oh, the Bills guy was AJ Epinesa. That's like no. Um, I mean, he gives you he gives you everything that you wanted as a Broncos fan. The veteran presence he's won. Um, he's been in divisional battles. He's played in an extremely difficult division, so he has the experience with that. And I think he he just puts you on the map. He makes you relevant again because I think again, kind of like the Raiders, the Broncos uh, were at risk of becoming irrelevant. In the AFC West, after that Khalil Mack move by the Chargers and everything, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, actually, that might have been after Russell Wilson, but it was it was okay, um, but yeah, man, I, I, I didn't see the Broncos doing anything before they made that move. Wasn't really thinking about them much, and now a lot of people had them winning the division, being in the playoffs, uh, and yeah, man, great roster. I'm trying to find like more sneaky move. That not that people aren't really talking about. Maybe Michael Pierce. No. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'd say okay. a sneaky one would definitely be Shaq Mason going back to yeah, with Tom Brady.
1: I agree. I agree. That's a great uh who they lose. Kappa.
0: They like Alex Kappa, right? Yeah, Alex had retired. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, that's a good move, man.
0: Yeah. And I think definitely from like a going back to uh what you're talking about. I love the trickle down effect of all these trades. You got Wilson traded to the Broncos, which means that the Chargers are going to go be more aggressive. You know, they need to find a way to stop the run. So they go out and get Khalil Mack. You know, the Chargers see, well, now we have to play Russell Wilson, too. We go out and get J.C. Jackson. And then the Raiders say, well, there's better corners in in our division. Now we got to go get Devontae Adams. And now, obviously, the Chiefs, they went in the different direction. But that was for different reasons, for money purposes. Mm -hmm. I just love the trickle-down effect of everything and how, you know, all this uh, this chaos and bonanza that's going on. I just love it as an NFL fan. I think the one thing that the NBA kind of beats the NFL at is free agency. But if something like this happens, at least half of the moves that happened this offseason so far happen every offseason, oh, boy, it's not even be close. It's going to be even more of a gap between the two sports.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like almost the NFL, you know, people think the NBA free agency is better. But I still think the NFL free agency gets more press just because the, the NFL is a bigger league, um, like more popular league. But um, now, I mean, I think just the free agency is objectively better, at least this yeah. free agency.
0: Oh, totally.
1: Draft The draft isn't close. Yeah. But I'm still trying to think about a little more of a, a lower profile signing. But I don't know. I think, like, the thing is all the moves have been so big. And yeah. I'm, I think Marcus Williams, even though, kind of thinking it um because i'm a ravens fan i think that was a good move yeah um i don't know i don't yeah i think i'm gonna go with, i'm gonna stick with russell wilson um i think the loser of this offseason so far has been the dallas cowboys totally uh because they've done nothing yep except players mm-hmm. um and they didn't win a playoff game last year and their fans have big expectations, and their owner has big expectations. He's getting older. They have a lot of talent. Well, they did have a lot of talent. Um, and they're the most talked about team, yet they don't, they lost their playoff game last year, and they've lost players. And play you got players coming out saying that, like, they didn't act – like, the, the owners didn't act uh, ethically in free agency. They didn't, They didn't stay true to Randy Gregory, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Cowboys, losers.
0: And also, one of the few people that they paid, Michael Gallup, he's coming off a torn ACL. There's no no way of knowing if he's going to be the same. I will team. say, though, about that, they got a good deal.
1: Looking around the league at the, the ridiculous totals that receivers are being paid, freaking Christian Kirk. Are you kidding me? Like Christian Kirk uh, before incentives. I think it's like, let's see, for, it's like, million? Uh, like 17 mil a year before yeah. incentives which is just insanity. But I mean, Gallup's making 10 mil. I think it was 10, 10, 11 mil a year. I think that's a good deal. I actually, I think that's the one thing the Cowboys done. Right. But in terms of like performance on the field and what you're going to get out of them, you don't know. Cause the twin ACL. Yeah. So yeah. I agree with you there.
0: I'm not as, I'm not as uh down on the Kirk signing as many, but it definitely was a little bit more than they would have wanted to sign. The more. Yeah. Big deal yeah. for me for what the Jaguars did was give Zay Jones three year 30 million. That's the yeah. one that I, I can't get over. He's done nothing in the NFL.
1: Jaguars continue to be a clown show. <laughs> I think that they make these signings because no one wants to go there. So they literally <laughs> pay like an extra five million a year to get anyone to go there. Like, like I Brandon Scherf. Like there's no other explanation for paying Christian Kirk 17 million
0: a year. I mean, that one I'm gonna kind of differ with you on because he was the best young wide receiver out there. And you know, when you're the best at something, even if you're not the best, like overall, if you're the best at something for the market, you're gonna get a little overpaid. But I don't and, know if I
1: about that. The best young wide receiver. I I'm mean, not, I think better than Christian Kirk. Who do you think's better? Michael Gallup.
0: Yeah, I didn't think Gallup was going anywhere though. I, I didn't think that was a really a question. Also, he didn't have leverage because he tore his ACL.
1: A little yeah. True. I don't know. I just think Christian Kirk, I mean, he's Christian Kirk. I mean, like he's not like some big time receiver. I don't know. I just think it's kind of absurd to think about that. He's making 17 mil a year and like, I don't know, but, um, and yeah, man, I think that covers that. Everything that you wanted to, to talk about today.
0: Yeah, totally. Thank you so much for, uh, joining the podcast today. Sure. Of course. Miles of sports. Yeah. Thank you
1: Follow- so much. Does the podcast have a Twitter? Uh, it does not. Okay, well then follow follow us on Spotify. All the podcast okay. um, on TikTok on TikTok. Yeah, follow 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 Miles of Sports on TikTok. Like some posts, you know. I think it's good content, so you guys will enjoy. It.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sam. Yes, sir. I got you. I'm Holden Sherman from Miles of Sports Podcast, and this wraps up Mile 33, where I bring in Ravens superfan Sam Berman to discuss some of the biggest offseason acquisitions in his conference so far. I hope you guys enjoyed the content. Until next time on Miles of Sports.